Say, do you have challenges in your life? Maybe difficulties in relationships, at work, or in your marriage, or with your kids? Who doesn't, right? Or maybe you have traumas from the past that just won't go away. Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Goodbye Past Hello Purpose podcast, where we provide wisdom, insight, and tools to help you overcome life's challenges and live a life of joy. I'm your host, Debbie Kaminsky, a speaker, author, and coach. Now sit back, turn up the volume, and join us because you don't want to miss what's up next. So today we've got a pretty, uh, we've got a special show. Uh, our guest today has an incredible life story, and she's taken her life story, went and got a master's degree in psychology, and is helping an incredible amount of people across the world. Yes. Yeah, Deborah, so, tell us more. So our guest is the founder of Goodbye Past, Hello Purpose. She mm. believes every child has the right to feel safe and protected. But sometimes life circumstances alter that course, and the fallout from it steals your joy as an adult. What events? Here's this question that I want you to think about as we're going through this podcast. Okay. What events from your past have stolen Mm. your joy? Today, we welcome to the show Debbie Kaminsky. Welcome, Debbie. Welcome, Debbie. Thank you. It's so great to be here with you guys. It's been a great day. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. We're looking forward to traveling great all the way to Vegas to be with us live. Yeah, That's yeah, awesome. yeah. Right. Yeah, I got to tell you, Deborah. So my name is Deborah. It's D E B O R A. I've spent my life correcting the spelling of it because my mom decided not to put the H on the end. So similar to yours, and I, I rarely get called uh, Deborah. But last night when I checked in. I was called Deborah. <laughs> That's because I probably told them I smacked them around about that. Did you? It's like <laughs> Deborah right. stuff. Yeah, we don't, we don't do right. Deborah. We don't do Deborah. No, we the don't. Only, yeah, yeah, the only time I got called Deborah was when my mom was mad at me, and it was Deborah Rose, and she got those <laughs> R's real good. <laughs> of course, that 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 happens often. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, very good, very good. So tell us about this journey, yeah. Debbie, that has led you down this amazing path of helping individuals. You bet. Uh, well, it started in when I was just a girl. I, it was 1973, and uh, I heard my mom call us from the other room. Kids, come to the living room. And we all scrambled to find the best seat on the pea green couch, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> I remember yeah. those couches. Right, yeah, right? Absolutely. The 70s pea green and your orange curtains and then your gold velour chairs tucked over in the corners. Uh, but anyway, we all scrambled for a place, and we're like, what, what, what? We're getting divorced. Whoa. Ouch. Oh, and I was shocked. I I really, really thought that my family was the happy family. I remember thinking that in that moment. And I just had such fond memories with my dad. You know, my dad was, he was the dance on my feet daddy. Oh, he, I would tuck my little hands in his and round and round he'd twirl me in the living room or at parties. And he was also funny. He always made me laugh. You know, he'd do these funny fish faces. And we're on camera, so I can show you, see if I can do it. He'd (laughs) suck in his cheeks like this. And And he always made me laugh. And, uh, yeah, he, he loved me, and I knew that. He called me his princess. 
So I knew that that was a real special relationship. My mom, on the other hand, you know, she was always kind of distant. Uh, she wasn't real connected with us and and didn't really didn't enjoy having fun and all of that. And so throughout my throughout my life and even my childhood, I remember feeling distant from my mom. I could never quite get that connection. Um, and I, in fact, I would I would go to school. I'd be on my way to school. And this is all before the divorce. I'd be on my way to school, and I'd start crying, and I'd turn around, and I'd walk back home. And, you know, I just got to tell you, it was that walk a mile in the snow and the rain and all of that jazz. Uphill both ways. <laughs> Uphill both ways, yeah. Both ways. yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, but I'd turn around, and, I, and, I, and I'd go back home, and my mom would just push me back out the door. Oh, wow. And then I would go to go to school, and, mm. I, you know, we had a principal. She reminded me of Cruella DeVille. She had, like, this, <laughs> she had, like, this black hair. For our younger viewers. Right. <laughs> she had, like, the black hair with the white stripe, you know, and mm. I was like, wah, and she scared me. And she was like, why do you always have stomach aches? And, I, you know, I didn't know. We kids, we can't put words as to why things feel bad or why we feel bad on mm. the inside. Yeah. So anyway, I remember really well the day my dad left. He, um, I could see his back to me through the front door. And he had his hands on his hips. And he just threw up his, his hands and he walked away. Mm. And shortly thereafter, he stopped paying child support and he missed visitations. And, you know, as an adult, I realized he was just probably so broken. But still, you know, I just didn't feel like his sweet princess anymore. Mm. And it wasn't long after that that my uh, mom announced to us that we would be getting uh, a new dad, a stepdad. And I was excited. I thought, this is going to be great. Mm. I'll have a new dad, and maybe I can dance on his feet, or, or maybe he'll make me laugh. And it just wasn't that way. When he, after he married my mom, he was mean. And he started touching me in ways that no man should touch an 11-year-old. Well, I went to my mom and and told her this when I was 11, and then again when I was 17. I'd learned it in psychology class, and I remember walking into the house, and and the the sun was just beaming into the, the kitchen, and it was so bright, you know. It was just, it was like angels were there or something, and she was mopping the kitchen floor. And I, I said, Mom, your husband molested me. And without even looking up, she kept mopping and said, you don't even know what that means. Wow. And you were 17 at this time? I was 17, yeah. <sighs> and so I just I just shrunk away. I mean, what, mm. what do you do with that? And it, it really... What did it? What did that do to you? Oh, it just messes with you, right? I, was, right. I went into my adulthood being quite the messed up adults because of all of that, thinking, you know, that I doubted my reality, that I wasn't enough. And, you know, these these things that happened to us in the past, they leave, we, we take in messages and make decisions about our lives and about others and about the world. And so I, my, my life was a mess. It was a mess. I was, I was in a marriage that was really difficult and, um, and it culminated actually to – I actually went into therapy in my late 20s. I was like, okay, we need some therapy here. I had really awesome people. i got to tell you this because it's really important. I had really great teachers that came alongside me that um, 
that just helped pull me along. You know, I had uh, Mrs. Brim was she was the one I would call and and she would come and pick me up if uh, a fight broke out and take me to her house and give me dinner. She was the one who said, just be gone all the time. Don't be home. And so I learned not to be home and to be very busy, which that can have some negative effects on our bodies, right? right. And this right. is when you were still living with your mother. Yeah, my okay. mother and my stepdad, right? You were still in high school at the time. I was. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. So I learned to be busy, really busy. And then the thing that really changed my life was Mr. Owen. He was my social studies teacher, and he grabbed me by the hand, and he took me into the social studies office, sat me down at a table, and he said, you're going to college. What do you mm. love to do? Hmm. I said, I can't go to college. I don't have any money. He said, well, figure it out. Don't worry about it. What do you love to do? So I just, you know, I really want to say to teachers, if you think that what you're doing doesn't matter, wow. it changed my life. Is that the point, and, and, and tell me if I'm incorrect, but is that the point when you were able to start to dream again? Because it sounds like at a certain point things just died off. So, you know, when I was um, – in my preteen and teen years, I often cried myself to sleep. I was mm-hmm. a sensitive kid, and I often cried myself to sleep. And as I was laying in my bed, I would cry out to God. I would say, God, please make this hurt stop. Mm-hmm. And then I would follow it up with hope. And I would say, when I grow up, my life will be different. So, you know, Deborah, to answer your question, I always had this hope. And I also, when I was 16, I'm like, I'm getting into therapy because I believe everybody's messed up and everybody needs therapy. <laughs> so when I grow up, I'm going to get into therapy. Yeah, with Deborah and Stormy here, I yeah, know, right? it's like just confirmation. Exactly. You should have started right. sooner. And it doesn't but, stop us, so it works. I have a serious question for yeah. you, Debbie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was your turning point? Oh, yeah. There were honestly so, so, so many. Now, I got to tell you, I did more therapy than probably anybody on the planet. (laughs) As a therapist. Well, I became a therapist. Yeah, I did Mm -hmm. do that also. Uh, But I did. I I wanted to to feel better. And I, I, you know, you you talked today about um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And it was always my desire to get to that top one, to be self-actualized. I don't think we ever get there while we're on the planet. But... So um, a, a big turning point for me was um, we'd moved from Detroit, Michigan, uh, where there's a liquor store on every corner, to Fergus Falls, Minnesota, where there's a church on every corner. <laughs> wow, there's a difference. Wow, right? <laughs> I got to tell you, it's really hard to run from God when there's a church on every corner. <laughs> so, I, you know, when I turned my back on God in my 20s, I remember my grandpa, he was a self-proclaimed minister, and he popped open the Bible after my husband and I got married. And he started reading Ephesians 5, 20 through 33. Now, I don't know if any of you know what that verse is, but it's about submitting to your husband. It's about Mm. submitting to one another. You know, and it also says that men love your wives as Christ loved the church. But submit to a man? There was no way this girl was ever going to submit to a man because... All they'd ever done was abuse and abandon me, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought, you know what? I'm I'm in this pit. I was in a pit for a decade and a half. And honestly, the turning point of that, of dropping me into that pit, was I was 30 years old, and I went to visit my mom, and I, um, I said, we gotta we gotta work through this. 
and she sat across the table uh, from me. We were at Chili's Restaurant. I can't ever go into Chili's Restaurant ever again. But we, we were sitting at the table, and I said, we got to talk about this. And she said, she called me a liar. She said, I had no business being a therapist that I was going to ruin a lot of people. Mm. And, I, and I sat there just shaking. And, and and she mocked me. She said, oh, look at you. You're shaking. And I was like, what is this? This is the woman who's supposed to have my back. Well, I just stood up and I leaned over the table and I said, you know, you can't face this because if you did, you'd have to do something about it. And you don't have the guts. Mm. And I walked away. Wow. That's true. And that was the first time I really took back my power. But... It dropped me into a pit because, you know, your mom and your dad, they're supposed to have your back, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So anyway, so it's, you know, fast forward a decade and a half. And I'm uh, I'm like, well, you know, there's a simulcast at my church. I don't have anything to lose. So I walk into the church and it's Valentine's Day and there's, you know, candy hearts, you know, adorning the tables around the cookie plates. And I walk in and I sit at the back of the church and I'm listening to her message and she says, you know, your father, your earthly father will mess up. He will hurt you. But your father in heaven, he will never leave you. Hmm. He loves you. And no matter what, even in in the trials and the traumas, he was there with you and he loves you. And it just hit me. And these tears started to well in my eyes, and I quickly got up and exited the sanctuary and found myself in the restroom, just crying silently. And I thought, can this this thing, this God that I can't even see, can he really love me? This God that can't even wrap his arms around me, can he really wrap his arms around me? And it just, I started to feel so different. And I went out to, I kind of gathered myself up and went out to where everybody was around the cookie plates. And I reached down and I picked up a a white scalloped edge candy heart. And you know, God works in ways sometimes we just don't even know he's working. Mm -hmm. And I picked up that candy heart and in my hand it read, I love you. Mm. Mm. Wow. Mm. I just wept. I I just lost it. You know, and my husband, he's a left brainer guy and he goes, Debbie, every other heart says I love you. Why? Yeah, but that one did. Yeah, that one did. But it also, the timing and it helped heal or heal part of absolutely now and i'm not going to say that i was instantly healed and i was great i spent another decade it would have been a good story embracing that you know i wish i could (laughs) but it may it started to change me and Mm. it changed my heart and it changed my life and look i am living proof that you can overcome anything from your past because Mm -hmm. god plucked me out of that pit and he healed my heart, and he healed my mind, and he healed my body. I'm mm. not on any medication. I probably should be seeing therapists still, but, you know, I do my own thing. <laughs> we all should. Story should uh, definitely but, be. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, I'm assuming you also then take this message and talk to churches. I do, or yes. organizations. I do, yeah. Who, who's your typical audience? Uh, so, um I've got a lot of different ones. Um, I'm Right now I'm working a lot with Christian women. 
and um, am really enjoying that arena. I, it's just always a treat to, to work with women. I am a woman, so I get it. And uh, I have three parts to my program, and it's it's to uncover the negative beliefs that you took on mm. and to recover the truth about who you really are, whether it's, you know, through the Bible, whether it's through affirmations, whatever it is. Um, for me, I'm Christian, and so I know I found my peace with God. That's how I re- have recovered the truth about who I really am. And then to discover your joy by reclaiming the purpose. Why are you here? You know, we all have individual gifts that we're given and, and, and you have to, you have to live those out in order to really find your joy and your purpose in life. And so I, that's what I work on. I love your message. Ad bypassed, hello purpose. Well, you know, that's something I thought was incredible. When I saw your domain name, goodbypass.com, I'm like, that's a cool domain name. But after hearing your story, Mm. Wow. And tying that into the goodbypass.com. Yes. Oh my gosh, that that's pretty powerful. So well aligned. Mm. So so well. I'm gonna aligned. go see if I can get a domain that says goodbye Deborah. <laughs> <laughs> because that would be awesome. You know, and I wish we had more time to dive into this because this was just an incredible story that you shared with us. Um if people want to know more well, about before, you. Before oh, we go okay. to that, I do want to talk about now. I know that you have a book that's coming out. Oh, yeah. oh right. So I do. can you tell us a little bit about that first? Yes, and oddly enough, it's called Goodbye Past, Hello Purpose. Get out oh, of town. Come I know. on. Shocking, right? And you he, named the book after your URL? I did. <laughs> I did. Imagine how that works, huh? Brilliant. <laughs> and right? You must have a great marketing mentor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I do. And then I'm going to name my podcast after that, too. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> there you go. Wow. <laughs> I got stuff going on. So. But, but we love that that you're very clear on what you're supposed to do, helping people mm-hmm. who can relate to the depths of your challenges. Yeah, it's like right. you can't listen to that story and think, well, you know, that was her. And it, no, that that's everybody. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, we all have our stuff. That's the fact. We all have stuff from the past that has hurt us. Mm-hmm. And so some more you, than others. Some more than others. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the reality is, is they say that more than 60% of women have been assaulted in some way when it comes to a, a, a sexual or a physical assault. Yeah, I think yeah. it's actually uh, 70%. Yeah, I think it's it is incredible. higher than that as well. It's it's crazy. And even mm-hmm. and for men, mm-hmm. it is, what is it, 3 in 10, 30%? Mm-hmm. About 30% wow. So for it's, men. You know, it's not just women. Mm-hmm. It's men and women, and it's a tragedy. And it does affect your life. It affects you in your marriage. It affects you in relationships. You know, and mine was that men don't stay and marriages don't last. So I married a guy who was emotionally un- unavailable, and he, thank God, he's just become uh, quite the husband. He's done a oh. lot of work and right. <laughs> matured right. a lot. And so I'm nice. just so grateful right. for nice. that. But Kudos, yeah. hubby. Yeah, right. <laughs> but we set that stuff up with the messages that we've gotten. And so my job in working with people is to help them uncover what those messages are, what those negative decisions they've made about themselves, others, and the world that keeps sabotaging their life in the now. Mm. Right. Yes. Wow. So, yeah. Well, that was an incredible story. Yeah. Wow, I wish we had more time. Exactly, we yeah. You guys can have me back. On and on. We, come back. There yes, we go. Definitely. I'd love to. be my pleasure. So for those of you that are listening to this show, you know, the only way we can bring guests on uh, as spectacular as Debbie is by having you rate, review, and subscribe to the show because this was pretty awesome, and I'm sure many of you have gotten a lot from this. And, Debbie, if people want to track you down, they want to know more about you, uh, they would just head to your website, 
Goodbypass.com? Yeah, you can catch me basically anywhere. Uh, you can catch me on Facebook. You can catch me on Instagram. I post all the time uh, inspirational things and blogs and, and www.goodbypass.com. Wow, we'll definitely so, check her out. Thank you so much Thanks for sharing. Thanks for what you do. It's a pleasure. Yes, thank you for sharing intimately and in an mm, authentic manner. Yeah, for being fully transparent. Thank uh, you so much for that and sharing your life with the world in such mm, a transparent yeah. manner. Well, because you know, so many people hope. need this. Need hope. Yes. You're going to yeah. change a lot of lives. Uh, Absolutely. God bless you. Thank yeah, you, Debbie. So we'll mm. see you. Uh-huh. Bye bye. Bye bye. Hey, thanks for stopping by today. Make sure you subscribe to our show. And if you liked this episode, please leave me a review so that we can continue to bring good quality guests. If you want more from me, just go to goodbyepast.com and you'll find wisdom, tools, and inspiration to help you say goodbye to your past and hello to purpose. Join us again next week for more tips and insights that help you get through life's challenges.